Broadcasting from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, it's time for Dental Law Radio. Dental Law Radio is brought to you by Oberman Law Firm, a leading dental-centric law firm serving dental clients on a local, regional, and national basis. Now, here's your host, Stuart Oberman. And welcome, everyone, to Dental Law Radio. Today's topic... COVID-19, OSHA compliant. So during this whole period of about a year, what we saw, we saw massive, massive, massive problems with OSHA. Uh, you know, I always say this is not your father's OSHA. And I've talked about this for, for a while where, you know, years ago we worried about, you know, bloodborne pathogens and, and uh, needle sticks and how to dispose of items. All those are important. But what's happened is, is through this whole process uh, our doctors have developed and continue to develop staff problems. So what happens is, is I always tell our doctors, the scrotal employees are going three places in the medical field, OSHA, HIPAA, Department of Labor, State, and Federal. So what happens is, is that our doctors historically botch how to handle OSHA complaints. And a lot of times they are easily handled uh, if you get a grip on it pretty quick. But what happens is you get the letter. They don't know where to go, what to do. The office manager doesn't know what to do because she's not trained. Uh, the the staff doesn't know because now all of a sudden you've got the hygiene department, who's your office manager, who definitely has not been trained on, on OSHA, what to do. So I don't care how big you are, whether you have one practice, 300,000, or 40 practices, 40 million, you've got to have an OSHA system for regulatory matters. So we want to talk a little bit about today as to what you do, and we're seeing an uptick of this more so than we've ever seen before. You know, through the COVID period, um, like I, I know everyone's trying to move out of the COVID period, but I think we got, we got to look back and say, hey, what happened? What didn't work? What worked? But on the, on the OSHA side, one of our biggest areas that we saw was our doctors were not compliant. They didn't know how to deal with it. They didn't have a system when they were running normal, if you will. And they definitely didn't have a system during COVID-19, especially when they were shut down. So what, what happens to this whole process of getting an OSHA complaint? And what is it? So you're going to get a letter from OSHA. OSHA is a massive governmental agency, a bureaucracy that um, – is if it's not handled correctly, you're going to have some problems to deal with it and you got to have a system in place. So you're going to get a, depending on, depending on how many locations you have, you're going to get a, a letter to that location. Now, if it is a relation to a different location and it goes to the wrong location, you got to make sure it gets there. We have one particular case. Our doctor had three or four locations. It took three weeks to get from point A to point B. That can't happen. Uh, that, that's that's a disaster. So what's going to happen is you're going to get OSHA, OSHA letter. It's going to be a you know hazard is going to be reported, and generally you have about five days to respond. So I'm going to go out on a limb that most of OSHA problems can be very easily corrected with a simple process of responding correctly. What does that mean? That means one, you've got to get the document very quickly in your possession. You got to get a handle on the investigation. And it is an internal investigation. So then you have to go ahead and get your supporting documents. 
which a lot of times our doctors are in a mess. They can't find the photographs. They can't find anything. So then you got to figure out what's your corrective action. You've got to let OSHA know what is your corrective action. And if you don't have a corrective action, then they will usually tell you what your corrective action is, which is never, ever good. When a governmental agency tells you, one, you've got a problem, two, we're going to tell you how to fix it, uh, that's not good. So we, we, we don't want that to occur. So what happens if you fail to respond and you have to respond? My advice is that a doctor, office manager, no one internally should ever respond to an OSHA complaint. That, honestly, is responsibility of counsel. Uh, you've got to be experienced in this, how to respond, what to respond to, what they're looking for, what they're not looking for. And if it's not within the council's wheelhouse, now you've got two problems. One, you're under investigation. Two, council bots the investigation. So what happens if you fail to respond? If you fail to respond, it's very simple. The government's going to come in there, and they're going to start digging. And when you've got the government coming in and digging on anything, it's never good. So they're going to want a couple of things right off the bat. They're going to want to know your injury and illness reports. And most doctors have no idea what that is. They've never completed it before. We're lucky if they have an OSHA manual uh, that's not 20 years old. So then you got to have up-to-date hazard communication, which is, is mandated. And then, again, most of our doctors have no idea what that is. It's been in the manual 20 years ago. They bought from an organization. have no idea what it is. Then what's your P- PPE, personal protective equipment? Where's that at? What's it? Is it up to date? That's a huge concern. And I think it's going to go into concern going forward. As a whole, our doctors did an enormous job on um, illness ratios. The, the COVID-19 reports that were coming out that the dental practices, for the most part, uh, we're in about the 90% range of having no problems whatsoever. And that, that's a huge credit. Um, and we're not out of the woods yet, but I don't want to harp on COVID-19. I want to harp on the process of what needs to be done and what's been learned. So then you've got, you know, then they, they want to know what your bloodborne pathogens procedures are. They want to confirm your entry point. They want to concern, they want to know what tag outs are, lockouts are. So those are all, all the things you're going to have to address. So what, what do we need to do? One, you've got to make sure that your OSHA manual is up to date. If it's not up to date, you need to get it up to date. And I don't mean, you know, five years. I mean within like 12 months from your last publication. Be careful what you do if you buy it from an organization that they don't just give you a manual and say, here, open it and you're good to go. These got to be, be custom-made be careful what you have because a lot of the online publications are simply statutory codes, which have no relevance whatsoever uh, as to how to handle things day to day. So it's got to be curtailed. Get OSHA manual. Your employees got to be trained, got to be trained. And you got to have an internal process on how to handle the complaints. It's not if, but it's when you're going to get a complaint. And, a, and the process is how do I handle it? What do I do? Who do I go to? How quick do we need to get it resolved? Because as these fires continue to stay open, the flames get hotter. And the more they dig, the more problems you're going to have. And the key is to keep the government out of your practices as quickly as possible and definitely out of your life as, as possible. So there's a couple things. You know, there's a couple things we, we, we looked at uh, that we're seeing, you know, a lot, a lot of things on. 
Um, and, and if any takeaways from this, it's have a process. Understand what the process is. Figure it out. It's not complex. Take a few minutes. Train procedures, internal matters. Those have all have got to be done correctly, succinctly, and in great detail. So, again, a couple things, you know, 10,000-foot view on what we need to do on, on OSHA. We're going to be talking maybe about one or two other things on OSHA that is, uh, I've been talking about for a while, but uh, we've been seeing an enormous rise on for the last um, couple of months. So, uh, again, thank you for joining us today at uh, dentallawradio.com. And uh, if you want to contact us, please feel free to do so. Our main number is 770-554-1400. Or send send me an email, Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, at obermanlaw.com. And uh, keep joining us. And um, we're going to try to provide as much relevant content going forward as is possible. Have a fantastic day, and thanks again for joining us.